the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by our good friends over at Southwest Point of Sale. That's a self-checkout company. Uh, It's partnered with uh, National Cash Register. They've been doing it for over 20 years. And if you own a small market, neighborhood grocery store, liquor store, you may want to give them a call at 1-800-540-2149. They'll come out, take a look at your system. If it fits their needs and fits your system, wow, you'll be be thrilled to death. No more employee. It doesn't mean you have to eliminate all your cash registers, but just think if you don't have to have one. Easy checkout, inexpensive, costs about the same as an old-style cash register. And you can use your iPhone to change your uh, product pricing wherever you're at. Uh, The delivery, installation, and training is provided by a Southwest point-of-sale specialist. You get unlimited technical support. Comes complete with a barcode reader, cash box printer. Give them a call, 800-540-2149. Ask for Mark. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ AM 1170 for special pricing also hot rods and custom stuff if you're up in north county and you're uh, looking for a hot rod shop maybe you're buying a car maybe you have one it needs to be worked on because hot rods are a special breed and they're not all like a ford or a chevy they're not all built alike uh, randy and his team can take care of it hot rods custom stuff.com 760-745-1170 all right talk to zach brown ceo of mclaren motorsports they're spreading their wings in 22. Take a listen. All right, folks. Man, have I got an interview for you today. I've got uh, the new CEO for McLaren Racing and Motorsports, Zach Brown. Zach, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing very good. Glad to be here. How long have you dreamed about being in this position? Uh, that's a good question. Uh my original dream was a little bit um, what I'm doing now, but in a different uniform. My dream growing up was to race for McLaren, and um, unfortunately, they didn't have a race suit my size, but they did a management shirt. So uh, I took the Nespex job and uh, still can get on the podium, but uh, I got to get on as a constructor CEO now instead of a racing driver, but uh, I can't complain. I've been doing it. This is my sixth season, and I've been following McLaren since 1987, and uh, it's a true privilege to work Absolutely. with all the men and women here at McLaren. You go to Germany to buy a Lotus Super 7 and then take the British driving schools, come back to the U.S. and be another Jimmy Clark, but they sent me to Korea, but that's another story. <laughs> It happens. So let's talk a little bit about McLaren. I mean, you guys started out as a race company, and then you decided to, you know, build cars for the public, which are the most premier cars I've been in. And now you're going to put a mark on the U.S. in Formula One, IndyCar, and Extreme Esports. 
What what uh, prompted that? I mean, other than common sense, that the U.S. really needs more involvement in, in these sports. Um, well, you know, the U.S. is uh, obviously a massive sports market for a lot of our uh, partners. It's it's if not the most important market, certainly one of them. We have a huge fan base there, and so as we've built out our our business, we're in the business of racing. We wanted to have a broad uh, commercial portfolio. So obviously, Formula One is our center of gravity, but we felt that IndyCar racing would, would turbocharge our efforts in in America, and then of course Extreme E, which is as you know based on the foundation of sustainability and DEI, is very close to the heart of, of McLaren, our employees, our partners, our fans. And then, of course, we have a, a leading esports team for the the, the new generation, the, the grassroots of motorsports. And uh, so, those four racing enterprises, uh, I think, give us uh, great great reach around the world. I totally totally agree. And then I heard that uh, you're going to have some drivers on uh, Netflix called Drive to Survive. Uh, that's going to be what season four. I mean. That's got to be a nice feather in your cap. Season four, I think it dropped today, if I'm not mistaken, and Drive to Survive has done a fantastic job of growing uh, the sport uh, in America and in other parts of the world. It's it's grown our, our female fan base. It's grown our younger uh, fan base, and, and it's what's most impressive is it's not just created awareness – it's turned people into massive fans. And so uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard in the last three, four years, I didn't follow Formula One, and now I won't miss a Formula One race. So it's been absolutely fantastic for us. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's the only thing that was lacking in the U.S. was just, you know, following F1. I know we're always looking to find a U.S. driver, male or female, but when you watch F1, I mean, I mean, you're—it's just like IndyCar. They're both on the edge of your seat. And when extreme esports coming out, you know, a lot of the hardcore guys and girls weren't really fans of it. But I tell them, put that aside and just watch the racing because it is—it is extreme. Let me tell you. Yeah, no, the racing uh, has been awesome. You know, I think reality is. Uh, up until uh, Austin uh, joined Formula One, uh, now going on its 10th year, Formula One bounced around from the 70s uh, through the, God, what would that be, early 90s and probably five, six different venues, you know, in one, two, three-year um, turns. Then you had a gap. Then you had Indianapolis. Then you had a gap. Reality is American drivers or not – uh, if your sport is not playing in a, a country, it's never going to take off. So I, I think with Austin, uh, the new ownership from Liberty, the Miami race coming, Netflix, it's kind of the perfect storm and created an immense amount of popularity. And Formula One now has a super strong foundation in America. I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, what really kind of helped F1 is Hamilton. You know he's caught in a lot of lot of publicity, <laughs> every way, shape, and form has gotten people to really look at F1. 
And then with Austin, which I am so glad that track was saved because, man, I thought that was going to go away. And now Miami picking up, I think you're right. I think we're going to start to see more followers of F1. And when you go to Austin, you have to get in something and drive that track if you haven't already done it. That is an amazing racetrack. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Um, they um, they did it right. It's got a signature corner that you know turn one climb, and then it's got the uh, observation tower. Uh, they spared no expense. They did a great job, and you should have seen the crowd last year. I believe it was the biggest attended yeah. Formula One race ever. So uh, that race is getting more popular as time goes by, which is awesome to see. Well, I lost your invitation, but I did watch it on TV, and it was amazing. And I've been there with a press event, and I was the first guy to go out, and I was the first guy to hit turn one at about a buck thirty-five, and I'm still looking for my underwear. <laughs> no, no doubt. No, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. So – with with that being said, you know, a lot of people ask me this question, where do you go to look for drivers? Because, you know, every young driver would love to drive for McLaren. I mean, how do you go about doing that? Well, you ultimately start in uh, kart racing. Uh, you know, we have people that, that pay attention. And, um, you know, we're very selective in, in our drivers. And, you know, they typically come out of it, you know, if I'm talking Formula One, out of the European karting scene, and they come up through the ranks, no different like, you know, the other sports, you know, the NFL, the, you know, you start in high school and then college, and, you know, as you kind of come through the ranks, and then the, the stars rise to the top. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's exactly right. So, you know, like I said, before we end this interview, I always tell these young drivers, and I've interviewed kids five, six years old, all the way up to, you know, 70 years old, I always make sure they talk about the people that got them there, and that's the sponsors. Now, besides McLaren, who else have you got on the side of, let's say, the F1 car uh, for this season? Um, well, we've got a variety of awesome partners uh, across all of our racing uh, portfolios. And, you know, Fortune, I'm just Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 50 companies, the Dell Technologies, the Cisco's, the, and, and then great emerging technology companies, you know, the data robots, the smart sheets, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we tend to attract two different types of partners. Um those that are very technology-centric or in a technology sport, and, and lifestyle brands, the, you know, the Coca-Colas uh, of the world, uh, that, you know, the Hiltons who have these avid fan bases. So we're, uh, we're very fortunate to have the partners that we have. Well, you're absolutely correct. And, and without them, you know, it would be a real tough haul to try to write a check that it takes to run not only Formula One, but IndyCar and Extreme Esport. Well, one of the cool things about being on my show, I get to send you a racer radio sticker. <laughs> Whether you put it on a race car or not, I'm going to be watching. Um, I was going to say, send it with a check and we'll put it wherever you want. I had a feeling you were going to say 
All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 Elkhorn Boulevard. You can uh, take a run over there, check them out, go to expressautoservicelamesa.com for more information. They work on anything and everything, and an occasional classic car. Dave and Connie, it's family-owned and operated, and they just do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Hey, we got Kristen Barclay on the line, and she's cruising in the Infiniti QX80. I'm in the QX50, so you've got the big brother. <laughs> I've got the land yacht. Boy, is that thing. One guy, one went by me, and I I think the wind just about blew me off the road. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, it is the uh, tank of all tanks. It's it's definitely luxury, and it's it's large and in charge. Uh I was uh, joking with someone about it'd be kind of cool to um, to park, uh, you know, smaller vehicles all next to it, like line them up in our cul-de-sac <laughs> and just kind of show a size comparison because it just dwarfs everything, you know? Really? Um, it's almost like they were after excursion suburban mentality, you know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, when you get to the level of a full-size SUV and you've got the three rows, a lot of people go, ah, oh, you know, it's it's a three-row SUV. You can do anything. And it's like what people don't realize is, like, it also matters how they use the space because once you get in it, if you're seating seven, eight people, well, you've got the stuff that comes with seven, eight people. And I think people often forget that when they look at a vehicle on the outside. You know, they're like, ah, oh, that's plenty big. And it's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe you can put four or five people in there, but can you put five people, eight people, whatever, and their stuff? Yeah, unless you throw um, it on the roof and then try to get up there. Yeah, and you know what? We live in such a windy environment that uh, Marlon and I were saying the other day, I mean, it was just like a little wind, and the vehicle that we were in, it wasn't this one, was just blowing all over the road. Wow. And so, you know, imagine you already have a heavy vehicle like the QX80, and then you put something on the roof. Um, I was averaging 15 miles a gallon. Okay, now let's add a, 100 pounds on the roof or 50 pounds on the oh, roof. I mean, yeah. imagine what that's going to do to your gas mileage, you know? Crazy. Um, it's powered by V8, which is great because it seems like V8s are the things they're 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 going extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can tow up to 8,500 pounds and you got 400 horsepower. But again, you're going to be making frequent trips to the gas station. Right. And I think that that's something that I haven't seen Nissan and Infiniti really zero in on yet. Is you know what some of their competitors have done, like let's say Ford. Ford has been able to kind of take their powerful engines and retune them and refine them and make them more fuel efficient without compromising on power. Right. And I haven't seen Nissan and Infiniti go that route yet. So well, I'm sure it's coming. Well, the QX50 I was in, they they put a 2-liter turbo in it with about 268 horsepower, and I got 31 miles per gallon. So I think their their mentality is if you're if you need a QX80, it's probably because you're going to tow something with it. And if that's the case, then, yeah, I think you need that big V8 uh, to be able to get whatever it is. Because what's the towing capacity? I think you mentioned it. Yeah, it's up to 8,500 pounds. Yeah, so that's a lot of that's a lot of tow. So I think people that buy the QX80, they buy it for a reason. I don't think they just buy it to be buying it. Uh, and, and, yeah, you're right. You know, the, the gas station situation is not going to get any better in the near future. So... You know, that might even be a vehicle that you would just park during the week and use, you know, kind of like you would use a pickup truck type of a mentality. 
You know, though, for the luxury segment, for the three-row segment and the size that it is, it's it's affordably priced right. compared to the competition. It starts at the lower end. So, like, a, a, you can start in a QX80 at one of their base models around 70006 Yeah. Um, I was in the Sensory. Um, so if you go all the way up to the, the Sensory with the four-wheel drive, you're looking at just under 85000 um, and that's, you know, standard pricing. I mean, that's not taken into consideration that maybe there's a markup because it has, um, you know, a, a special appearance package. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, and I differ with you because, you know, I live in the suburbs and I live in a, in a subdivision that's full of large homes with families kind of like myself, two to three kids. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of them have full-size SUVs, yeah. like QX80s, yeah. and you know what? I never see them tow anything. Never <laughs> see them That's because you either. guys don't know how to tow. I mean, is that what it is? Because this is Texas. <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I see them taking their kids to school. I yeah. see them taking their kids to soccer practice. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're, it's usually it's usually the moms or the wives that are yeah. driving them. It's not the husbands. The husbands have the big old pickup truck. Yeah, I know. And, and they're looking for safety, you know, too. And I think that's what they – when they see the QX80 and they see the massiveness of it, I think it it, it, it relates to safety. They figure, okay, if I'm going to haul my precious cargo, I want to be in the biggest, the baddest, and the safest vehicle out there. And I think that's why they'll gravitate – to the infinity and you're right the pricing when you compare that with the competition it is either below or right in the the sweet spot of of a vehicle that size yeah and i think it's 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 a little they've they've made updates right they've made great updates like new thing is uh it now has wireless phone charging they've finally enlarged the infotainment system it's 12.3 inches now um which is great it was needed uh, they've updated the instrument cluster just a little bit. It's still not totally digital. So mm-hmm. my point is they're a little bit behind their competition, which yep. could be the reason that they're priced a little more competitively. Yeah. But safety, you nailed it. Uh, you know, I go back to about four years ago, a little over that, when Marlon and I were um, driving in an Armada, got sideswiped by an 18-wheeler, and, you know, not a scratch on us, and we weren't even sore the next day. So I swear by, I mean, literally, somebody says, hey, I want a three-row SUV. It's got to be safe. I'm like, check out an Armada or QX80. Yeah, was that um, that was that that eighteen wheeler in your driveway that sideswiped you? No, no, no this one actually had a trailer on it. Uh, believe it or not, so uh, you know, the guy hit us twice. I don't even understand how he did that. It's like he hit us and bounced off of us and then ran into us again. It was crazy. Um, but I mean, what does that tell you about you know when you can get out of an SUV? The airbags did not deploy. We weren't even sore the next day. Like, wow. I was really worried because I was on an off-road trip, going to be driving ATVs for two days the next day. Yeah. We didn't have an ache. Not even an ache. That's amazing. So, um, it is amazing. But, you know, the you know, convenience factors, too. Uh, the, it's got a rear entertainment system, so two 8-inch screens. Um, both kids, you know, it doesn't have a DVD player anymore. I don't think they need it. I think they're obsolete. My kids want to plug in their iPads to it or, you know, their phone or whatever and watch whatever it is or, or hook up the Wi-Fi. Um, and then that one-touch auto-fold third-row seat, easy access to the third row, that is a big, big deal. Um, probably yeah. at the stint that I am in my life, it's almost a deal-breaker because I know I've got somebody that's going to need to get in that third row, and, and they're going to have to have easy access. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just it kind of it, – it's a it's one of my favorite full-size SUVs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your kids aren't For getting any reason. shorter either. 
my kids are not getting any shorter. They can still ride comfortably in the third row, which is good because I still have two young nieces. And, you know, when you when you look at parents that are in the market for this vehicle, it's really important that you can access the third row yeah. and that, like, my 11- and 13-year-old can get back there because if I'm carrying my niece, my youngest is five, oh, yeah. I need to be able to access her because she's constantly, oh, I dropped this, oh, I need this, you know. Um, when you've got an infant and they're in the – uh, uh, age where you've got to, you know, get the pacifier, or get a bottle, or whatever. You've got to have them in the back seat, you know, because a lot of people just go, "Oh, put them in the third row. Leg room doesn't matter." No, <laughs> that's not practical. You've got to be able to reach that baby. Um, so, you know, it, it's what you've got to have is a third row that you can access. And so many uh, people put these SUVs in and you can't access the third row. It's a problem. They also have the vents in the top, which right. again for me is a major, major deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, if you're shopping for a large SUV, a three-row, make sure that the air vents are in the back so that the air actually circulates to everybody that's riding back there. See, and you thought you got over that baby in the second row. You thought you got over that. <laughs> I mean, when you when you have children, do you ever really get out of having a baby? No, I mean, no, no matter their age. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you got one that sits in the passenger seat on occasion, too, but we won't even go there. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing for uh, inventory as far as vehicles? Are your lots starting to fill up? I'm starting to see more and more car transporters showing up at dealers. But, I mean, that's just me. No, it's still getting pretty bad here, especially with people, uh, you know, to the point where, again, friends that are in the market are going and actually uh, ordering vehicles, um, you know, which they don't like because they don't always have the opportunity to test drive a vehicle. Right. Um, you know, when you're ordering one, especially if it's a newer model or whatever. So, no, we haven't quite caught up here yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope we do soon. Um, you and me both. I, I really do, yeah. And I don't think that, you know, you mentioned gas prices. I don't think reacting to that is a smart thing to do right now. Yeah. You know, I've heard some people, oh, I'm going to go trade in my, no. my uh, 2500 I'm going to go get a lease. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And let me let me know how that works out when they mark it up because we're running into a markup and a bait and switch issue out here in California. And I can tell you some stories with a good buddy of mine. That's it's not really good. All right, kiddo. Hey, it was really good talking to you as usual. Hey, Brian Armstead's coming up if you want to take a listen. He's in a Raptor. He found a truck he can fit in. So that should be a good interview. I'll have to listen. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Dave. All right, kiddo. How do they follow you around? Uh, FocusDailyNews.com or Facebook.com backslash YAK Radio. Check out Focus Daily News, folks. This is a great, great newspaper. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is You Ought to Know, FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care. 6267 Riverdale Street, lovely San Diego. Go to John's San Diego Auto Repair.com for all your automotive needs. AAA approved, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. Nobody does it better. John has uh, got two stores, actually. So when you go to his website, you can check them both out. Okay, we got Brian Armstead on the line driving the new Ford Raptor. Any changes to that truck? Seems like they haven't done a whole lot. Well, you know, they're going to have the Raptor R come out. Uh, I don't know when, Dave, you know, with the chip switch and, and all the other stuff that's going on in the industry. But, no, it's it's essentially the same uh, from 2021 and 2022. It's a terrific truck, uh, but it's only 450 horsepower. And that, that may sound ridiculous to say. It may sound 
ludicrous to say 450 horsepower and 510 pound-feet of torque is only. But when you look at the King Dog, the top of the heat, the Ram TRX pushing out over 700 horsepower, you know, that kind of puts Ford in the uh, catch-up position. And for the company that's had the best-selling truck for 44 years, 45 years, that's not a good position to be in. You should be the leader. I mean, Ford builds some of the baddest, you know what, engines in the world. I mean, look at the engine and the Ford GT. It's a 200-mile-an-hour car. Mm-hmm. It's the same 3.5-liter uh, twin-turbo V6, just massaged for road performance as opposed to, you know, torque or just climbing, uh, flying over sand dunes and all, all, the, all the other stuff. The Ford Raptor is very capable of doing but I mean, you know, let me ask you this, but you've been in yeah. both. You've been in the T-Rex and you've been in the Raptor. My gut feeling was I didn't see anything in the Ford Raptor that if I was a Ford guy, I wouldn't have a problem buying it. Because even though it's only 450 horsepower, how often do you need 707? I found it to be no. very, very capable. I found it to be very capable. It did everything I kind of wanted it to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. honestly, Dave, you are 1,000% right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I, took, the, I took the truck down to uh, Salisbury, Maryland, which is about a three-hour drive. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. It didn't burn up a whole heat. I mean, it only gets like 18 miles a gallon on the highway, but that's pretty good for a large truck, four-door crew sure. cab, you know, uh, with big old 315-70 wheels, uh, tires and wheels. on. I mean, it rides smoothly. You can mm-hmm. adjust the, uh, you can adjust the uh, uh, comfort parameters from road to off-road to sport. I mean, you can adjust the uh, exhaust, engine exhaust. It's got Fox shocks that you can adjust for valving. Uh, it, it, you're totally right, Dave. I mean, who needs uh, the, the thing with the TRX that annoyed me to no end is that I didn't want to really sound like a race car every time I put my foot on the pedal. <laughs> and if you hit it hard, I mean, it lifted one side of the truck up like you were an off-road vehicle. I mean, it's it, it just. It lifts up. It, it, everybody wants to race you. Well, that's the problem in a Raptor, too. Everybody True. wants to challenge you because they see, you know, this thing is, my, my vehicle is, is code, and my exterior code is orange metallic. And it looks oh my like a God. big pumpkin on, looks like a big pumpkin on wheels, man. I mean, this thing is, this color is actually not for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's a cool color if you want to be seen, but... <laughs> You know, does, no. it, does it have the so, black stripes? Does it have the stripe like a striping kit on it as well? It, it's got all kinds. It's got black wheels, black hood, <laughs> uh, scoop, you know, hood accoutrements. It's got everything, black and orange. I feel like uh, I need to have a bucket out and ask the guy if he has any uh, Twix or uh, can, can I have Twix or M&Ms? What else you got in there? You got any peanut butter cups in there? You know, <laughs> trick or treat, baby. That's so funny. That is uh, the so only funny. option I don't. Yeah, only option I don't have on this vehicle is the uh, the dual panel sunroof, but it's got the Bang & Olufsen system. It's got you know with 18 speakers. It sounds great. It's got Pro Power on board. I've got a two kilowatt generator that I can use on a, at a job site or to run some juice back into my house. Um, it does everything right, Dave. Comes in the base price for these uh, new Raptors is seventy thousand three seventy. 
they are being marked up like crazy. Carvana right now mm-hmm. has a 2021 model with 5,000 miles for $94,000. It's crazy. $94,000. It is crazy. I mean, some of the car, and I'm not saying that all four dealers are mar- or all car, all all dealers, period, are marking up their cars. But folks, come on, man. Let's you know. Uh, let's just take it easy on the consumer. You want you build a car, give it to them for the price that the uh, the manufacturer. And this is not on the manufacturers. This is on the dealers. I know. You know, and, and some some manufacturers have actually reached out to dealers. What, what were they marking up so bad, Dave? That uh, a couple of car companies uh, said, "Hey, enough is enough." Let's, yeah. uh, maybe the I know the new Hummer is going to be like that, and. Um, you know, but but here's the thing, though, Dave. I mean, with gas in California at seven dollars a gallon, mm-hmm. who's going to be who's going to be in the market for, you know, five hundred horsepower, seven hundred horsepower vehicles? You're going to you're going to you know, and then and here's the other thing, Dave. Ford is not prepared to offer a range of economic vehicles should the gas prices stay for whatever reason, war, right. shortage, whatever the reason whatever. is. Whatever. How are they going? How are how are they going to compete? Now they start, you know, like you remember the first time the um, you know Ford got into the situation, they came out with the Pinto back in 1970 in the uh, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chevy came out with the Vega. We are we are reactive, whereas the yes. Korean brands and the Japanese brands always have a car for all seasons. That's you want it. a pickup truck, get a Tundra. <laughs> you want a small car, get a Corolla. Right. Uh, Hyundai, you know, get a Santa Cruz, get an Accent, whatever you want, we got it. No, well, Ford. I always thought Ford made a mistake when they dumped the compact or the four-door sedan. They should have at least yeah. kept one. Okay, Mustang, no. You need a good four-door that a family or your grandmother or somebody can get in that gets 20-plus miles per gallon. But no, they had to go a different direction, which is okay. I, I get well, it, but well, no, well, no, I don't. Now, David, you got to get thirty plus miles. Yes, a you're not relevant in a in a sedan. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could, we could talk for hours, literally, mm-hmm. about strategy. Um, I do like this vehicle. It's got a cool tailgate release. It it comes down slowly. You can put uh, strakes in the back. Oh yeah. You know, make the make the bed taller. I mean, it's all kinds of. All kinds of tricks going on here. I got an interior, um, uh, 110 volt outlet. The uh, the rear window uh, is power. The the front windows are one touch up and down. Sure. And don't you have got, a Fox got, shocks? Don't you have the Fox shock package on that? Yeah, yeah. I talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Fox shocks allow you to change the valving as you fly along. The you know, and 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 they literally market this car as a doom jumper. I mean, if you want just performance, you can get the Tremor. Yeah. But they literally market this as kind of like the uh, the Baja buggy, and you know, no, no disrespect, but uh, if I was flying off road, I wouldn't want to be in something this big. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but you I could say have... you could slap a number on that thing and run the Baja one thousand and run it, and if you don't get stupid, you could come back and drive it home. Oh, you, oh absolutely! It's I that mean, capable. When I, when I cl- I lay down under the car and looked at the floor. And, and when I when I when I laid on the ground before the snow yesterday, of course, uh, and looked at the car, 
<laughs> We're still dealing with that out here, man. Come on. What is that stuff? Uh, Snow? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, see, well, that's why you pay $7 a gallon, because you got that beautiful ocean to look at every day. So just deal with it, okay? <laughs> it's 74 um, degrees out here. Don't give me any static. Oh, man, I'm just, you know, Steve, you're not living right, man. I know. You're not living right. I know. It's, it is, and, and my li- my lady, my lady finally saw a picture of you. It's time for you to get rid of that mountain man. No, man, don't you like that mountain man look, dude? I live in the I, hills. I like, it. I like it. I like it. You look, you look sexy to me. You know, sexy old white man. It's just my hey, favorite thing. There you go. Hey, you need to grow one too. I'd love to see oh, you no, with a dude, big old beard. No, 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 you don't. Because um, the way for some reason my face doesn't is never complete. So I look crazy with a beard. But the point is, is that. The, the the latter, I mean, you see why these vehicles cost so much because the frame oh. on this thing. Oh, oh my God! It's like it's like yeah. some mad scientist said we must build the ultimate frame <laughs> for a truck. Yeah, and they stick it in. I mean, all kinds of gusseting and cross members and supports and rock yeah. rails and skid plates. I and know. You name it. For this, this is an off road capable yeah. vehicle. Yeah. But you know uh, that truck is selling. Back. That thing is selling. There's still, I mean, I don't think there's that many it's sitting on the one. lot. That's what I mean. Well, it's crazy. That and that's why Carvana can you know yeah, bring you over for ninety ninety four thousand dollars. Everybody, I mean, it's just the American way, man. It's just this is America. Yeah. This is a segment that you know Tundra is finally starting to compete in, but and Titan, but. They st- when you when you add up the big the, the so called big three you know Chrysler uh, is is owned by the uh, Italians now or the French whoever um, uh, Peugeot Renault blah, blah, yeah whatever Stellantis Stellantis whatever that means whatever that means it means you know look look up at the stars and watch all your money float to the ether <laughs> to the heavens when you spend ninety hundred thousand dollars for your TRX. Um, Gosh. You know, it's 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 a Ford. It's an F one fifty. It's forty four it. years in a row. It's yeah. So and it's all America. It's all about American pride. I get it. I, I get do it. Too. Built in America, designed in America, sold in America. I get it. But but you know, and I mean, you know, Ford is doing, is doing wonderful things with electric electric technology oh. or electric cars. Oh. But again, we're not prepared for a crisis. Right. Now we're at war. Mm. You know, maybe they should start looking at some kind of nuclear coating for windows with this idiot over there in, in Russia. Oh, um, you know, with his hand on the on the uh, on the nuclear trigger. But um, we, we 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 never we we build for we build cars for whims. There's yeah. no way yeah. we can continue to sell these monster vehicles no. at 16 miles a gallon. I I love my Lexus, but. It gets 18, 15 to 18 right. miles a gallon. And you don't drive it's it every day. Good. You do not drive that car every day. I don't have to drive it every day. If I did, I probably wouldn't keep it. Dave, That's honestly. my point. That's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, you know, I uh, I think that Ford is doing terrific things. Uh, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with this with this Raptor. I, I did find the seat cushioning to be a little bit, uh, um. Uh, inadequate, you know. Maybe it's just because I weigh two hundred seventy-five pounds. But, well, and you don't, and and you don't have height. that. You don't have that lower cushion with the thigh support. I think it's too yeah, short for you. Go. It's too short for you. Thank you. My my, my legs on after a three-hour drive. Uh, I got out of the car. I was like, oh my god! I started coming across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. My my legs started to get numb a little bit. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that's the only 
That's that's if that is all that's wrong with this 2022 Raptor, then yeah. I think Ford is doing a pretty daggone good job. I of, agree. Uh, well, of, hey, of building a truck. Let your lady drive, and you just go lay in the bed. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I see you trying. You're, you're pissed off that I'm going to Italy in two weeks, so you talking to, get, to you. Kicked off the circuit. So you, you're trying to get me kicked off the circuit by having having Penn ro- roll over some uh, <laughs> some cars in the road because she can't see over the steering wheel. You know, she, you know she's five two, right? I know <laughs> that picture you posted. I showed my wife, and she goes, "Really?" I go, "Yep." He could she he could put her in his pocket. It's really cool. You mean the one last night at yeah. the wedding? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was we awesome. had a great time, man. But anyway, go to Ford.com, yep. build your Raptor. It is a terrific vehicle. Just, you know, just don't let them hose you on the prices. Yeah. No. No. With, with $7 gallon gas on the left coast and $5 gal- gallon gas over here, Yep. Be, be a smart consumer. If you decide to buy one, do not get hosed. No, just be, be ready. Patient. Just be ready. Yeah. Remember, you're in charge. They're ready. not. Yeah, you're in charge. Thank you very much, Dave. Right. Thank you for that. That's right. the operative word. Give give your lady a big Amen. hug, and I'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Chris, for the board work. Talk to you next week. All right, Bye-bye. FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, another AAA Napa Auto Care ASC certified shop up on Convoy Street, 3909 to be exact. Dave and his team do an amazing job. Uh, Master Tech's on property, plus any work they do is guaranteed clear across the United States. You need to check these guys out. Convoy Auto Service. Go to ConvoyAutoRepair.com. That's ConvoyAutoRepair.com. Bumper Doc Curdy Mesa, same location. These guys, scratches, dings, and dents, lease returns. If you got a lease vehicle, you need to get it taken over there before you take it back. Otherwise, you are going to pay through the nose. All right, ran out of room on Rachel Radio, but I got Cruz Pendergon, funny car driver. Did a really cool interview with him. He is now a uh, an owner. He's got his own race team, and he helped out a local driver. Take a listen. All right, folks. Man, I tell you what, if you're into NHRA drag racing, especially in funny cars, I got the man, Cruz. Pendragon. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm great, Dave. How are you? So how's the season looking for you this year? Looking good. We're uh, we're uh, fourth in points right now after two events. We're at our third event here in Gainesville, Florida, but it's raining at the moment, so hopefully we'll get it cleared up and get to racing here soon. But yeah, so far so good with the Snap-on Dodge uh, Hellcat. We're uh, Like I say, we're sitting fourth. Uh, we had a semifinal finish at Pomona, and then we went to Phoenix the very next weekend and fi- and went to the quarterfinals and lost. Both races were close races, so we're we're right in the game. Well, people don't realize how difficult it is to do what you do. <clears throat> well, yeah, you know, it takes a team. You know, we have really fast cars. Some of you that may be listening that don't know much about our cars, they're 11,000 horsepower nitro-burning V8 engines uh, in a – chromoly tube chassis with a with a replica body on top of it and they're about 2600 pounds with the driver and uh, they go really fast in a short period of time our speeds are over 330 miles an hour in about four seconds um quarter mile i call it a quarter mile we run just slightly under a quarter mile but uh but yeah you know it takes a team it's like anything in sports you know you've got to have the guys uh in this case you've got to have the guys uh prepare the car and 
and then the guy that sets the car up and all that stuff. So it's most like I always equate it to a football team. You've got to have the guys blocking your line and you got to play some defense too. So it's a, so I've got a great team. We've, uh, I own my own team. I've, uh, ha- I've been my own owner since 2000. And so uh, 22 years later, here we are competing for another championship again, hopefully. And you're still driving, which I think is admirable. I mean, so again, it's all about the team because you have people that help you run the business side, you know, right. while you get into the serious business side. Yep, yep. You know, it takes. I have a, a four-person office staff and uh, and all that kind of stuff. I have a, you know, so it's a. It takes about 15 people to run our business, you know, from including myself. Uh, you know, we run a single car team, so. Um, we're pretty buttoned up. We're fortunate to have great sponsors like Snap-on Tools, uh, Dodge, and the people. You know, a lot of people uh, down the line. But uh, but yeah, no, I I started out young. I started out in my 20s and uh, became my own owner in my 30s. And uh, by that time, uh, you know, I knew kind of what I wanted and what I didn't want as a team owner. So it's you know, it's been a it's been a great ride. Like I said, I've had two championships in my career. Uh, and uh, looking for my third. Oh, absolutely. And what's interesting about drag racing, a lot of people don't realize that age really doesn't matter. You know, as long as you're in good shape and and, and, and you got your wits about you, you can drag race. Yeah, drag racing is a little more like golf compared, if you're going to compare it to sports. It's more of a mental game. Yeah. Um, you know, quick reflexes come by focus. Um, so I don't think I've lost a step. If anything, I've, I think I've gotten better just because I've uh, I have more experience. I kind of know what to expect, how to how the car feels when the engine's laying down or if it's not running right. Uh, you know, I'll know how to how to how to work it and um, damage as much or least as least uh, parts as possible. And uh, but I've had my share of blowups and wrecks and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it's uh, but yeah, to your point, it, it's you know, it's it, it's youth is always a good thing, but. Um, you know, experience also is is a big thing too in these cars. Yeah, I th- I think with youth, when you have no fear, you tend to take more chances and you may succeed. But in the long run, you know, experience and and and, and just getting a handle on what your your goal is is I think is really the end result. So hey, switching gears, I was shocked. I had AJ Bender on our show the other day. And he was so blown away that out of the blue, you called him to put him a give him a ride for the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, the the uh, Chili Bowl. What Chili Bowl? Yeah. So, have you been in dirt cars for a while? Been in dirt cars for. Well, I actually started out in dirt cars, uh, the little uh, carts, the go the speedway carts, and then I got yeah. into. Uh, uh, that well, I got into drag racing after that, but I it was affordable at the time, and I there's little local tracks there. There was one in Carlsbad, I remember racing at Carlsbad and uh, little Ascot. There was a, a track at Ascot Park in Gardena and Ventura. I ran Ventura, Oxnard, and uh, you know, all over the Southern California, there was probably you know four or five really good little dirt ovals, and so that was my start. So, uh, as I've gotten older and I'm into drag racing, and that's how I make my living, I've always try to go back and, and either campaign or own a midget or, or a dirt late model. And, and I've, so I've always dabbled a little bit, even in my drag racing career, it, it, back to dirt track. Cause I've, I've always had a, uh, an interest in that kind of racing. And so, yeah, I local, uh, local, uh, kid by the name of AJ Bender happened to win a race, uh, during the Turkey 
uh, Turkey Night Grand Prix, he won the sprint car portion of it. So my girlfriend and I were watching the show, and I said he took his helmet off, and he was very, uh, very humble. He won the race, beat some really good cars. I just liked his interview. I liked his uh, his mannerisms, and uh, you know, and, and he plus he looked like a like a kid just got off a surfboard. He had the blonde hair going and all that. So I thought, you know what? There's my chili bowl driver right there. I, we just because we were looking for. I had a car and I wanted to run it. So yeah, we put AJ in it. He did a good job for us, and uh, we're already talking about putting him in again for next year and and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it was a it was a fun time. He is so humble. I don't think I've ever, and he never ever ever stops smiling. Have you ever noticed that? You know, and yeah, I think that's going to serve him well in his career. I think really for me, I, I've always try to uh at least in the in the midget uh, because i can afford to do it uh, you know without bringing having a guy bring money or, or pay right. uh, like a rental ride deal so i've always thought you know if i want to pick a guy i want to give a guy an opportunity that i feel deserves a shot that has a winning attitude and and if he's smiling and having a good time i, I want to be able to give back uh and, and provide an opportunity that i was given as a young driver myself so yeah aj yeah, he's great attitude great parents uh, he's got is a little daughter. Uh, I think she's like two years old, and I met his wife. So great family family yeah. person, and and uh, so yeah, he's uh, he hopefully he has a good year with the uh, with the sprint cars. With, I believe he runs. I believe it's called the S or the CRA uh, USAC CRA series. And then he's also uh, I think uh, through my getting him on the in the Chili Bowl, he got a, a USAC midget ride, a Western States midget ride there uh, on the western part of the United States. So. Uh, so he's going to be busy doing double duty, and I think, uh, like I said, that'll get him tuned up. So when he jumps back in my car in January uh, of 23 at the Chili Bowl, we can maybe maybe try to have a shot at, uh, you know, making an A feature. Who knows? You never know. And, you know, that is so admirable. And, you know, and that's – and I tell people all the time, you know, it's all about giving back. When you get older and you've gone yeah. – you know, by far your career is nowhere near being over. But when you have opportunities to do that – you know, those, that story you just told could be the basis of a movie, you know, because, <laughs> AJ, I mean, seriously, because it's a yeah. kid just right on the money. Well, hey, I know uh, you probably got a lot of stuff to do. Hopefully go out there and do an anti-rain dance, see if you can get the track clear. Right. I always oh, enjoy talking to you, man. I tell you, it's the best. And, you know, keep that demon uh Hot and wild, will you? Yeah, Dave. Well, hey, I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, I always look forward to being on with you. And thanks for bringing up AJ. And you know, hopefully, some local fans will follow his career as well as as ours on the NHRA circuit on Fox Sports One and Fox TV. So uh, hopefully, we'll get it cleared up. Sunday looks good, so we can get qualified here through the next couple of days and get into the field and and then race on Sunday. Yeah, I'm the only guy that does six hours of radio on Sunday. And I watch NHRA, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done to try to do radio and watch you guys race. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, Dave. Well, hey, I appreciate it, and look forward to being with, being on with you again. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.